0: Support for Everything Explained comes from the College of St. Rose, Albany, offering a one-year MBA program for full-time and part-time students with evening courses to accommodate working professionals. Applications being accepted for spring and summer 2017 enrollment. strose.edu What is passive aggressive behavior? When we talk about passive aggressive behavior, it often is a friend, family member, or colleague. It's rarely mentioned when talking about someone you don't know. That hidden anger comes out indirectly and can undermine these close relationships. When people feel compelled to conceal their true beliefs and emotions, there can be serious physical or psychological results for everyone involved. In their book, Overcoming Passive Aggression, Revised Edition, How to Stop Hidden Anger from Spoiling Your Relationships, Career, and Happiness, Dr. Tim Murphy and Lorianna Oberlin offer a clear definition of passive aggression and show readers not only how to end the behavior, but also how to avoid falling victim to other people's hidden anger. In this episode of Everything Explained, WAMC's Joe Donahue dives into the topic with the authors.
1: Enter Congressman Tim Murphy and therapist Ann Oberlin, whose new book, Overcoming Passive Aggression, looks at how to stop hidden anger from spoiling your relationships, career, and happiness. Tim Murphy is a U.S. congressman and psychologist in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Laurianne Oberlin is a licensed therapist and the author of 12 books. Again, the name of the new book is Overcoming Passive Aggression, and it's a great pleasure to welcome Congressman Tim Murphy and Lorianne Oberlin. Thank you very much for being with us. Wonderful
2: Thank to you. be with you.
1: Thank you. So, Congressman, let us begin with you. What is a nice congressman from Pennsylvania doing writing a book about passive aggression?
2: Well, this is my different hat. I'm also a psychologist, been at this field for some 40 years. In fact, I still practice. I'm a Navy psychologist practicing uh, at Walter Reed and Hospital Bethesda with service members. But uh, this is a book that Laurieann and I worked on before. This is a massive revision of it, uh, talking about this problem, which is pretty insipid. It runs rampant in uh, in our nation, in families, in schools, in the workplace, and, yes, in politics, too. Um, that, but that method of sneaky aggression, the underhandedness in a country where uh, where we notice people are more and more negative uh, and undermining each other, we thought it was important to write a book about this. And so we go into this book in overcoming passive aggression, how it affects uh, your, your marriage, your workplace, your family, divorce, schools, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, and we believe it's a good guide of how not only how to help you if you've got other people around you who have this uh, characteristic, but to look and make sure it's not a characteristic in yourself because it's pretty brutal. And it, uh, although a person may feel they're getting back at someone by being a passive-aggressive person, it really doesn't help too much.
1: Loriane, we were curious when when the book came into our office. We were curious and and wanted to have you both on because we felt that there was there was a lot of uh, really sort of a lack of, of a clear definition of what passive-aggressive or passive-aggression is. is it, do you find that in your work, that, that it is a term that is used often incorrectly?
3: We do. And actually, when Tim and I first did this book, we were really on the fence. We write about people who are on the fence. But we really saw passive-aggression as part of a more global picture of hidden anger. And so it was kind of a toss-up. Do we go with the hidden anger in the um, main title or subtitle? And we kind of all collectively, with the publisher at the time and the editor, decided that, um, just like you said, passive aggression is something that people recognize, but they don't always understand it. So I do think that the subtitle, which is How to Stop Hidden Anger from Spoiling Your Relationships, Career, and Happiness, is very vital to this book because passive aggression is part of it but the the bigger picture is hidden anger which comes across in some passive aggressive ways it's unproductive it's incongruent and it's very indirect but it can be sly it can be manipulative it's definitely dysfunctional and it's very often diminishes people um he might want to add to that definition there, but well, um, we step yes, it through also, in the book.
2: It's also one, what we have to think of anger is it's really a very powerful response and it's triggered by another negative emotion or thoughts where a person will try to attack someone else with some variable intensity. Passive aggression is one where the person has an out or an excuse. They may um, just go to hurt or annoy, withhold information, withhold affection, um, be irritable, Uh, They can end up doing this uh, by failing to act uh, in a full or partial way, purposely mislead someone, um, hide things from someone, give someone uh, uh, something that's just going to annoy them and and act smiling sweet. Uh, So it is all all those things combined together as these techniques someone has. And very often you hear it, whether it's the person who is just um, maybe a clerk in a store, that slows down the process to get you, or a fellow employee who doesn't give you the information you need to do a, a key report for the boss. I uh, you know if someone wants that uh, she was mad at her boss and she ended up uh, assigning him a seat in the airplane to make sure it was the very last row. Um, all those things, you know, we may feel good at the moment, I'm getting back at this person. But, boy, it, it just harms in the long run, too.
1: So when we say someone is passive-aggressive, do Can it be a singular action? Can it be a that that action is, is passive-aggressive, or do you see it more as a persistent behavior?
3: I was just looking at this this morning, and, you know, I got that question just last week when I showed the book to somebody. So, you know, how do you tell the difference, you know, when, you know, anger is normal, but it's how you express it. So key to our definition that we step people through in the hidden anger there is over time. And you're right. And, you know, any of us has the, the capability of being, quote, unquote, passive-aggressive in any given moment. But it might be something else. And part of the way that you tell the difference is to look at the per- their track record of performance if you know that they have the abilities and the proven skills and the recommendations Um, you look at how a person responds when you debrief a bad incident. And if they don't take it well, if they shift the blame and don't take responsibility, that's kind of a red flag. And again, that that over time is just so key. And also knowing um, if there is a prior history of some other um challenge a learning disorder if it's the elderly dementia if it's a traumatic brain injury or an attention problem um but you know and also do you see the person making concerted steps to improve because otherwise maybe what you see is subtle manipulation or undermining mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. let me let me add in here too that it, uh, everybody does this one time or two times you know now and then um it could be, you know, you're supposed to be somewhere on time, but kind of kind of intentionally kind of forgot and get there late. Maybe you're supposed to pick up something from the grocery store, you get the wrong item, or, oops, I forgot that. Sometimes it's just plain forgetting. That happens to all of us. But sometimes it's done with a little jab. It's when it becomes a characteristic pattern. You see that person doing it repeatedly when they're dealing with conflict. A good way to deal with conflict is to talk to someone. Be direct. Bring up the issue. Discuss it. But if a person is not good with that and they instead resort to undermining or just putting jabs at someone, now you have a pretty big problem. And when you have few people in the workplace, in the school, in the family, anywhere doing this, now you have a really dysfunctional atmosphere and people want to get out of that.
1: Just looking at that idea of conflict, you write a lot in the book, Congressman, about divorce and hidden anger and and passive aggression within divorce, which is, I assume, a a, a situation that, that is that is rife with, with this type of behavior.
2: Very much so. So in some of my experience in the divorce families has been with, for example, doing evaluations of children in a custody arrangement. And it is brutal because sometimes you have parents who hate each other more than they love their child. And what they'll do, uh, I've seen parents intentionally plan for little Mary to go to a birthday party with her friends, knowing full well it's father's custody time, and now putting him in a bind that he's got to say no to her or or takes time away from him. Or someone else who just doesn't give over information or delays the alimony payment, um, uh, doesn't get things on time to the courts. It just accelerates it all. Uh, the only ones that get rich off this are the are the divorce attorneys, and kids get hurt in these situations. Um, but that way, people – it's interesting that people usually design it in a way that they haven't out. I forgot, or I thought this is what you wanted, or you didn't tell me you needed that too, uh, or you didn't tell me you needed it this time. And it just makes the situation worse, and each side feeds it to the other almost until – they make it so they end up in this verbal argument and they say, aha, see, you've been picking on me. I was right in getting rid of you as my spouse. I was right in this divorce. And they, they create this self-fulfilling prophecy about that. Now, Lorianne does a lot of work with couples in this too.
3: Right, I do. And, and you know, Tim is absolutely right. Um, he saw it. I see it. These are the cases that drive us clinicians crazy because the damage is so pervasive. Um, It is not a problem-solving kind of tactic at all. In fact, it just makes those wounds wider. And for many families, there's no comeback at that point. And it's really hard when you're in the moment. You are upset with your um, ex or your estranged spouse and it, you know, it takes great strengths of ego and character to just rein yourself in, to not send the email, to not post something that you know is going to, you know, hurt them on social media. Um, but I see parents do this and then further conflict and waste their money in court, and they fail to see that down the road there are many milestones. And as I said, it's a point of no return because it's it's hard to think about. Well, when your child is going to graduate, or when you're going to have to plan a rehearsal dinner or a wedding, um, and and be there at a baptism. I mean, it's it, people don't think of that. They only think of that immediacy, and they give in to their anger.
1: Congressman, I am curious in your work as a congressman working on mental health issues, and what the challenges are in that, and, and how you legislate and and make it better to, to tackle the many problems that we have within our mental health system.
2: Well, it, to the extent that uh, in the work I've been doing to revise and reform our crippled mental health system in America, it's a long process because we've been doing the wrong thing for so long. And... In the context of this, there's a lot of members who want to help this, but there's other ones. There's times, too, then people do use passive-aggressive techniques. I mean, sometimes the political world is the mother load of passive-aggressive behavior. People think that it's like House of Cards where we're murdering each other. It's not. But there are times when people say, yeah, I want to support you on that issue, whatever that issue may be, and then they slow-walk it or they say, I don't have time. Now, sometimes it's genuine. They have other work they're doing, um, but sometimes it's meant just to get back at the other person, and that's where we have found, and in, in, I don't know, I don't talk about advice for Congress in this book, but it, but the advice is you're always best going to the person, having an honest, open conversation about it, and, and having the patience to come back to it. And if you think something is happening where someone's slow walking it or sabotaging the work, you know, it's it's best just to ask about that, just to bring it up. Because remember, the idea of passive aggression is you're circumventing, you're avoiding the conversation, avoiding conflict, avoiding the discussion. And sometimes the best antidote to that is go right after it, not in an angry, vindictive, nasty, accusatory way, but say, look, I'm, I'm real concerned. We've got to do this, and you tell me that, but it seems to be slowing down here, and, and we've got to uh, get united on a common front here. Uh, and that's been some of the battle working on my mental health bill. Hopefully we'll have that uh, up for a vote real soon through the Senate, uh, but, uh, but it, this really happens in all walks of life.
3: If people would like to follow that that mission and also, you know, learn some interesting tidbits from our book, um, we have posted a lot on our um, social media. And, you know, your question there, um, we have a quote from the book, um, and it says, you know, whether in a political campaign, the corporate boardroom, your cubicle at the dinner table, or in the school cafeteria, our anger expressions are meaningful barometers of what's going on in our lives. I really do think that that's true.
1: And this is probably uh, not the best place to end, but I, I will end here because we're, we're out of time. But do, do you do you both have have thoughts as to just why we're so angry of, of why that that is such a, a baseline for for so much of us, whether it's hidden or not, of just why there is so much anger?
3: I think that it's an immediacy and an instant gratification that people um, get when they just see people fighting. And, you know, in our first book, which was called The Angry Child, and it's still in print, um, Tim, you know, stepped through a lot of reasons why people fight, and some of it's just for the sport of it. And that's really sad um, when you see people just egg it on and view it as entertainment. It's a very short-sighted approach because, again, as I said prior, um, they don't see the long-term ramifications.
2: I might add, too, that we're a society that's very rushed, trying to pack things in, doing too many things at a time, we're texting, we're calling, uh even time you can be face-to-face with someone and they break away to, to text someone back. We've got to restore our ability to communicate, and that's being fed by a 24-hour media out there that gets people to watch to listen by churning up anger. And sometimes it's best to you know reconnect with your own moral compass, reconnect your family and your friends, slow down to think things through, and in a situation you know read a good book. And our book has a lot in here in terms of advice of what to do to get your own anger out of the way, simmer down whether you're a layperson or professional, whether it's in your family or work. Uh, we've got a lot of information on how to calm yourself down so you don't use this terrible technique
3: Absolutely, because it's it's a matter of really being thoughtful and really changing yourself and not focusing on someone else. But when you give in to your feelings, oh boy.
1: Tim Murphy is a U.S. congressman and psychologist in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Laurianne Oberlin is a licensed therapist and the author of many books, including this one, Overcoming Passive Aggression, How to Stop Hidden Anger from Spoiling Your Relationships, Career, and Happiness by Tim Murphy and Lorianne Oberlin. I thank you both for joining us this morning. A great pleasure to have you on the program. Thank, thank you, too. you.
2: All the best.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Everything Explained, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can, stop by, leave us a review. It actually helps us to make more podcasts just like the one you're hearing right now. For this podcast, which is Everything Explained, I'm Patrick Garrett.